Vanessa, do you know what crawls in my craw? Why, no, Michael, I do not. Thorough investigations completed in a blink of an eye. Like, well, we conducted a thorough investigation. It took you six hours. What kind of thoroughness could you have had? And this whole NCAA basketball, we're going to pay people. What big babies? We don't get paid, but we should. Uh, it's called an education. Um, It's called a scholarship. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. You want to know how you fix this? Why, you, you, yes, Michael. I got an easy way. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Any college player who gets caught taking any illegal dollars, make them ineligible for NBA basketball for five years. Problem solved. You won't see any players taking a kickback with that. No more tattoos? Right. Like Ohio State. For that matter, get rid of Ohio State. I mean, I'm for it. Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. You are listening to Fireproof Your Retirement with your host, Michael Markey, co-host, Vanessa. And it's our pleasure to be here with you guys, as it is each and every week. And I never know whether to say good morning, because some of the, we're aired now three different areas in West Michigan. Some of you are listening before lunch, some of you after lunch. So good afternoon to a few of you, and good morning to others. Good day, sirs and madams. What was that old commercial where they made fun of the British accent? I don't know. It's like, cheerio. Anyways. So it's the show where we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about finance. We're going to change lives by changing the way people look at money. We don't like blanket statements, and we think money is a tool. And tools don't have meaning. Tools have purpose. The only purpose we can find with money is to give it or to spend it. Today's show, we're going to talk about whether to buy a new car or a used car. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people sharing with me that, well, Mike, I did the math. And I think it's cheaper to buy a new car. Which direction do you think we'll go with that one? Not <laughs> that one. That'd be a... <laughs> but we're going to break it down. And break it down in a way that I think makes sense. We're going to talk about combining finances and how to do it. Does it always have to be one account? For a household when you get married. Right. You just said combining finances. You're going to combine it with your mommy and daddy or are you going to do it with your spouse? I mean, we're not talking to millennials right now. How many millennials listening are listening to a financial radio show? None. Right. 
What's the opposite of a priest? A nun. <laughs> Anyways. So we're going to compare payments on cars. We're going to go into finances, combining them with a spouse. Um, does it always have to be one checking account? Or can we keep autonomy? It depends on who you talk to. You're right. And we're going to be able to use some of that new equipment that we accidentally used on a previous show. And then finally, and, and I don't... Hopefully it turns out right this time. <laughs> we'll see. And finally, and I'm not sure we're going to do it in this order, because I didn't introduce these in any particular order, but we're going to talk about taxes and inheritance and some of the emotions that come with it. Mm-hmm. So Vanessa, where do you want to start today? Probably taxes and inheritance. I think that's a quick, easy, well, not necessarily easy, but... Yeah, you're right. It's not necessarily easy, but it's a good place to start, I mm-hmm. think, and we've got a break coming up in a few minutes, so we should be able to tackle it, I think. Um, we've talked about this in the past that we think it would be better for our listeners that if I share some of the things that we've seen in our office. Correct. And I see a lot of inheritance. Mm-hmm. Um, it can range from 10,000 up to hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. First off, when we build a retirement plan, we shouldn't build that plan dependent on retirement or on inheritance coming in. Correct. Cause you don't really know what that could be. Well, it could go all, you know, know, most of those dollars could get washed away due to health care. Right. Or your parent could pass away in three years or they could pass away in... 30. Correct. And what do you want to do? Be sitting there on the cheer to your sidelines going, go, go, go. (laughs) No. (laughs) Let's stop. So here's the situation that I saw recently. Mm -hmm. So they've accumulated, this couple, they've accumulated a pretty big chunk of debt. Okay. And it wasn't just one thing. It just, it piled up. Right. And now they've got this money from an inheritance. Okay. And it's, we know we should pay this stuff off, but how do I use these dollars that my mom or my dad or my uncle, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. how do I, they didn't, they didn't work all their life to give me money to pay off things that, you know, these debts. Right. That's a normal, you know, behavior or emotion. Right. It's mom or dad's money. Mm-hmm. So how do you get over that, though? Bite the big one and suck it up. What's the difference is kind of how I looked at it with them. I said this. You've got the debt. Right. You know, mom and dad wouldn't be happy that you had the debt to begin with. Correct. But they'd be really unhappy to find out that you didn't take care of the debt and instead maybe went and bought something. I mean, hopefully. A boat? No, I'm <laughs> not talking about boats here. It is getting that time of year. But in that case, I think they'd be really unhappy if they found out, well, you didn't take care of the debt and you bought something. Or you didn't take care of the debt, but you went invested it. I mean, that's better than going and buying something. Correct. But, I mean, what's the smartest thing? The, the answer, the, what's the smartest thing to do? The answer is simple, isn't it? Pay, Pay off the, the debt. debt. And the way you've got to look at it is, let's say it's, you know, a $50,000 debt and you get $100,000 in this inheritance after mm-hmm. tax, you've got a hundred, but you've got 50 grand in debt. Right. You've only got 50. You might feel better going, well, I got a hundred thousand over here, but you don't. Because you still have 50 in debt that you have to pay off. We're moving money from the right pocket to the left pocket. I saw this recently with a couple. I think we've talked about it on the show, but where they had $200,000 of assets, mm-hmm. um, retirement assets, but they had $60,000 in credit card debt. Correct. I have talked about it. I don't 
I know we have in passing. Okay. And they've really struggled. Now, we're going to take two distributions, one now and one like the 1st of January next year. Okay. So we don't bump into a new tax bracket. Mm -hmm. But they've really struggled with it. Well, we got 200000 right now, Mike. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. It's right here on the, you see the bottom line? Yeah, I see it. I can read, but you don't have that. Yeah, but that number minus the credit card number over there equals this. So. Right. You've got 140. So you've got a negative, you know, in the left-hand pocket, you got negative 60. In the right-hand pocket, you got positive 200. Whether it's in the right-hand pocket, in the left-hand pocket, or it all goes to the left-hand pocket, you got 140. Right. You may feel better because you show 200. Right. But you don't. Because eventually you're going to have to pay that off anyway. It feels better not to use mom or dad's money to pay that debt off. But Correct. What's, what's the smarter thing to do? Just pay it off. Pay it off. The problem is it's just easier to try to hold on to those dollars. Right. But, you know, if it didn't come to you through inheritance, if you just started making all the extra in wages, as an example, mm-hmm. would your first thought be not to pay down the debt and to buy stocks, bonds, mutual funds? No. No, you'd pay off the debt. Correct. And there you go. We just removed the emotion from it. Mm-hmm. So let's take a quick break. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. All right, and welcome back to the second segment here of Fireproof Your Retirement. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. We're here to teach about money and teach a little bit differently. So there's a person who's also pretty famous for teaching about money. He says, dare to be weird. Who am I talking about? Arch nemesis. How are we arch nemesises? You just have a very strong, not so positive opinion of this person. Well, you know, we are different. Dave, so we're talking about Dave Ramsey. Dave doesn't have a license. Correct. So he is able to say things that if I said, I'd get fined. Right. So I want to play part of this clip for everyone. Give a little background. The caller's name's Jennifer. She's from Colorado. And did, did she say how long they've been married? No, she just asked how they combine their stuff. So let's start there. When people get married, what do they do with their finances? How do they just suddenly combine everything? Yes. Okay, so people are listening to that going, oh, Mike, how could you have a problem with that? But that wouldn't work for everyone, would it? Not necessarily. I'm clearly, based on little Miss uh, Sassy Pants' response there, she was all, Mer. Well, we're not going to play the whole clip. But yeah, she was like, oh, really? Like, are you serious? But I make more. Well, that's kind of the feeling that I got based on her response, yes. But you know what? There is a way, I think, to make this easier for people and to reduce. I mean, what's the point of bringing everything together? It can be easier and to it's redu- all in one account. And to reduce the probability of feeling unfair 
Right. Fighting. Right. I mean, that's what they want to do is reduce that wedge, be more transparent, be more as one as Dave will go on to tell her. Correct. Can you be one with two accounts? Yes. How? We are. I still have access to your money, but you don't have access to mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing my password. It's no longer one, two, three, you still four. still have a debit card with my name on it. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I mean, how do we how do we even get to our system? We sat down and regimented a strict budget because of how tight our finances were. And that's, you know what? I think that a lot of this, like we talk about, is accidental. Mm-hmm. A budget is to get us to a point, right? Correct. And that point is to have money left over the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And we found that if we each put money aside, so that was really what the goal was, was X amount of your paycheck was saved. Mm-hmm. X amount of my paycheck would get saved. Yes. The Some bills would get paid by you. Some bills would be paid by me. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, that gave us discretionary spending then. Correct. I don't feel like I've got to ask permission to go, you know, buy a book or something on Amazon. Right. But at the same time, do you ever feel like you've got to ask permission to go get Subway? No. I, I used food for you. Like, Thanks. <laughs> I mean, when you go to Subway for the 18th time. No, I'm kidding. I think that's a good thing, though. Right. It's healthy. Right, because I'm still an adult, and I shouldn't have to ask permission if I want to go out and have Subway. And I've found that with couples, though, sometimes I'm not saying that we separate you, but you can be one while having two accounts. Correct. It actually means you have to communicate more. Right. Because when it's all in one... It's just, I get it, it's out there. But at the same point, it is a little bit harder, I think. Because two hands in the pot is right. harder than one. Right. You know, and while in itself I don't disagree with what Dave's saying, I've just seen it fail a lot. Correct. I've seen it cause a lot of fights. Mm-hmm. When its entire purpose is to get us to an end goal, which is put money aside, have husband and wife on the same page. Correct. We can do that by saying, all right, Bob, you saved this much. Mary, you saved this much. Mm-hmm. Bob, you pay a little bit more of the bills because you make a little bit more. I don't, fine. Mary, you pay a little bit more of the bills because you make more. <laughs> and Bob, you pay some bills too. So I got to tell you, I mean, I see why people like Dave though. He, I mean, he really cracks me up. Let's go back to this. Watch this. Or I guess listen. Oh, let me give you an example, okay? Okay. My my wife has not had an earned income for thirty years. She stayed home with our children. But tell tell me what that reminds you of. My sister. Oh really? That's not at know. all where I was going with that. But elaborate, share, do tell. My sister doesn't work. See, I was going more like the nineteen fifties. My wife stays at home where the women belong. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> well, watch this. Were she to earn an income, it would be in the pot put in a pile with mine. <laughs> Here's what I just heard. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. I don't understand why that's funny. Because I just figured out very simply why he just said his wife has never um, gone out and worked outside of the home. Let me remind you of what he just said. If my wife works, her money is mine so i love this new tool you're driving me crazy right now come on that is funny though 
It's like, well, when the woman goes out to work, her money becomes the man's. Okay, but it's also the same way in reversal. <laughs> I know. It just, I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm not picking on Dave. I hope it doesn't come out that way. Um, I just, it just seemed funny. It really did, at least to me. The way you're looking at me, it's not funny. And I don't know why I made it to be funny. I just know this. I'm sorry, and I'm wrong. Anyways, you've digressed significantly off track, so now we need to take a small break here. So we'll be right back. Every great day has a beginning, and every bad day has an ending. Many of you will start and finish each day in your bathroom. Have you ever noticed that when you go to a new hotel, the thing you want to see most is how nice your bathroom is. You'll take a look at the shower, the shower door, the glass, the handles, the hinges. Let my friends, my family, the pros at City Glass and Mirror, they've been here for over 50 years now. Let them design your dream bathroom. Let them help you start each day and end each day in your oasis. They can design it with vision and passion and they will give you an accurate quote. They won't give you a low quote just to try to win your business because they want you to be happy. Give them a call at 616-842-3740, 616-842-3740. Visit them on the web at cityglassgh.com, at cityglassgh.com, or again, give them a call, 842-3740. Welcome back to the final segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. Today we've talked about Taxes, inheritance, I guess we really just talked about inheritance, mm-hmm. um, whether to pay off a debt or not. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Right. Then we talked about, does a, does a married couple, do they have to bring the paychecks all into one account? Well, let's finish today talking about, is it cheaper to buy a new car versus a three or four year old used vehicle? No. What's the argument that people make? Well, if you buy a used car, you're going to have to fix more of it. You're going to have to do Ma- more right, more, more maintenance. And more, more interest on the yeah. loan. It's yeah. not going to be as cool. Nope. I mean, I think this is a great example of where people are using bad math mm-hmm. to make them feel better, to rationalize something they know is wrong. Correct. Because they just want the new car. Which, if that's the case, good for you. Right. Watch. We'll do the same formula. If you're saving, if you're accomplishing, if money is only a tool to give or to spend, if you're accomplishing your giving goals, your spending goals, and your investing or saving goals, and you can buy a new car, is it a waste of money? Yes. Does it matter? No. No. If that's what you want to spend your discretionary income on. And you're accomplishing the other things you want to accomplish. Who cares? Right. But who are we talking to today? People who aren't necessarily meeting those goals. Yeah, who are trying to rationalize. Yes, purchasing a new vehicle because they want the new vehicle. And it must be cheaper. Right. So let's hit the first one where they go, well, I'm going to pay a lot less in interest. That, fact or fiction? You didn't know we were playing this game. It's fiction. Fact. They will pay less in interest generally on a new car. Because okay, fine, but the second you drive it off the lot, it loses a quarter to half of its freaking value. Well, there goes my next factor fiction question. Way to jump the gun off sides here. Encroachment the, into the neutral territory. Should have given me the game plan first then there, chief. 
bumped up in the world, no longer maggot. All right. All right. So, yes, you will save on interest. Here's the car that we used. We used a Toyota Camry because, mm-hmm. I don't know, everyone seems to have Camrys now. And I used the SE. I don't know what SE stands for. I'm guessing super slow, but who knows? So we got the camera SE. I looked camera up. Camera SE? Camry? Can we, can we go forward here? Yeah. Camry SE 2017 slash 18. I used Kelly Blue Book. Mm-hmm. So you can argue with that. Whatever. I'm using it for both. It shows that the purchase price plus finance, which would be taxes and insurance, right. taxes and all that junk, would be about 27000 Okay. Over the next five, so they've got this cost of ownership tool. I don't mm-hmm. know why I just used that voice because they don't, but I did. They can use it if they want. So we got 27000 financed or cost to own, 16833 according to them, of depreciation. Okay, that's a lot more than a quarter. Yeah. Lot. Mm-hmm. Factor fiction. No, I'm kidding. Then we had about $8,400 in insurance. Mm-hmm. So then here's what we compared that to. Mm-hmm. We compared it to a 2014. Yes. So, and I did a certified pre-owned. Which means everything is up to date. It should. Should be running in good condition. I'm thinking that means if the brakes need to be done, they were done. The tires should be pretty good. Oil change is done. Right. Yeah. Belts, whistles, mm-hmm. I don't know, all that stuff. Purchase price with taxes and plate transfer and all mm-hmm. that junk, fifteen seven. Okay. So we just went from twenty seven down to a little less than sixteen. Big Which difference. by the way is less than what your two thousand and seventeen is gonna depreciate by. Right. Now would insurance be cheaper on a three year old car versus a brand new car? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because the insurance is, you know, covering a potential of loss. Right. So the potential loss is the same on each car, but the cost of the insurance company higher. So that Correct. comes down. But here's the deal. On the brand new car over 60 months at 0.9%, 0.9. Mike, you almost can't afford not to do it. By the way, if you ever use the term or phrase, I don't see how you can afford not to use it. You know what you're probably doing? You can't afford it. You can't afford it or you're convincing yourself that against you the math. It. Yeah. So... At 0.9%. Now, you're going to pay $466 a month Okay. for a super slow Camry mm-hmm. SE. Mm-hmm. You got a problem with Camrys, don't you? No, they, they just, uh, I don't know. That's Anyways. That's a different conversation. $600. $630 of interest over five years. Okay. Can you see where people can see that little interest and go, that's a pretty good deal. Right. They shouldn't have to do any repairs. Right. Now, Kelly Blue Book did estimate... Estimate you'd pay about $1,600 in repairs. Which is fair. That's on top of maintenance. But that's just repairs. But I don't think that's not a lot. Correct. Now, on the used car, paying fifteen seven, I financed it at 3.9%. That okay. bumps the payments down to about less than $300 a month, two ninety two. Okay. Interest over five years, $1,625. So a lot more than a new car. Thousand bucks of extra interest. Mm-hmm. But now Kelly Blue Book doesn't do a cost of ownership for five years on a used car. Okay. They should. That'd be a cool tool, huh? Mm-hmm. But the car companies wouldn't like it. Maybe that's why they don't have it. Probably. But so we look at the cost of ownership. So I had to then put in a 2009. What would it sell for right now? Why? Because I'm having a, a 2014. I want to know depreciation over five years. So Correct. what's an 09 go for? 
and it looked like it, you know, gives you a range. I went on a little bit the lower end, but closer to the middle. Mm-hmm. Seven grand. Okay, so three thousand dollars. No, well, you're paying fifteen seven with taxes right. and title and all that junk. And so if we take this seven thousand versus the fifteen seven, you're losing. You're depreciating. That car's losing eighty seven hundred bucks mm-hmm. in value. Okay. How much did the new car lose in value? Sixteen thousand something or another. Almost seventeen mm-hmm. grand. Which so, is over half. So you're you're well, I'm you're paying all that extra interest. It was a grand. Right. So let's do this math together. You're going to let's you're gonna buy something that's gonna depreciate eight grand or so more. Correct. To save a thousand bucks in interest? Yes, because it's a new car and I would like to have it, Mike. That's exactly the point. And then you're going to knock off, a, we estimated here, about another $2,400 of cost by having the savings you would have on the car insurance. Mm-hmm. So you add this up, we've got a total cost of ownership. I'm ignoring repairs on this right now. I'll okay. come back to that, I promise. Okay. At 16000 a little over sixteen grand, sixteen three twenty five over five years. That's your cost of ownership on the used car. Mm-hmm. The new car, twenty six thousand eight hundred and eighty seven dollars. But Mike, it's a new car. It's a difference of about eleven grand. But it's a new car. What's the likelihood you're going to tack on eleven thousand dollars of repairs in the next? Five years. Unless you get in a severe car accident, it's not going to happen. Which is then covered by insurance. Correct. Just trying to give the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> You've been Actually, at that point, if it's $11,000 in damage, they total it and right. you can go buy a new car. It's this thing they like to call gone. Done. Finit. That's the point here. I don't care. By the way, I'm, if you want to go lease a car, I got lots of clients at lease. If you want to go lease a car, go lease a car. I'm not going to make fun of you and say, you're fleecing. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But understand, it's not cheaper. It just, it's, you're paying for that. Right. It's like, you know, a lot of the people I work with, they could afford to have um, liability insurance only. Uh-huh. But they don't. Why? Because it makes them feel better. Right. So then have an inner inward looking focus and figure out, do I feel better because of the way I look and the way I think people look at me in this? Or do I just feel better because I don't have to worry about maintenance? Right. If you understand it's more expensive and you feel better because you just it's less headache, go. And you can afford it. Then go for it. But if you find that you're doing it because of the way that you'll feel, the way that you think people will look at you in it, and you can't, even if you can, then don't do it. But if you can't afford it, then really don't do it. Correct. And you start thinking about ten grand. Well, Mike, it's not that much. It's ten grand, and maybe it's only half that when you take into account of repairs. Mm-hmm. You know what, though, people will switch out cars every about five years. Correct. So it doesn't really matter at that point anyway. So if you're forty years old, you've got another hopefully forty years left. That's eight more cars. Mm-hmm. If you're married, that's sixteen more cars. If you're going to buy the kids some cars, maybe that's twenty cars. And if you're married to Mike, it's like forty cars because it's one a year. Per person that lives in your house, sometimes I buy five. Yeah, but you know what? But we pay cash for them. I'm not selling them. We keep them. Again, that is also a problem. We're running out of space in the driveway. The Amish are loving us because they build these garages they can deliver. But that's you know that's all we got with the the vehicle. If 
You're doing it for the right reasons. You can afford it. Cool. Good for you. If you find that you need help with some of these things and the only thing you're getting is an advisor talking about rate of return. I love how they'll say, well, we do these comprehensive financial plans. And this comprehensive financial plan doesn't talk about Social Security. But then they'll say, well, we talk about taxes. Nope. If you don't talk about Social Security, you're obviously not talking about taxes because the way you take your investments will determine how much of your Social Security is taxed. So if you don't talk about Social Security, you're really not talking about taxes. And then does this comprehensive financial plan, does it talk about health care? Because how comprehensive could a financial plan or retirement plan be if it ignores taxes, ignores Social Security, and doesn't address healthcare when healthcare is most likely to be its most expensive point in your life? Not so good. It's not so good. So if that's all you, you're getting, if it's a conversation always focused on rate of return, there's so much more to the picture. Come to one of our workshops. You can sign up online at www.legacyfinancialnetwork.com. It's legacyfinancialnetwork.com. Or call our office. They'll sign you up right there. 616-589-4004. 589-4004. Until next week, we are your hosts. And this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.